What's up? Welcome to another episode of Cue the Review. I'm your host, Keese. Uh, you know, just sitting here watching Cleveland beat the brakes out of Pittsburgh. So anyway, let's jump into some movie news. Uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead uh, movie. Apparently, the zombies have a mysterious Area 51 origin. Um, really looking forward to this movie. They've been talking about it for quite some time. So I can't wait till that drops on Netflix. Uh, I think it's supposed to be sometime between uh, before summer. So like that uh, April to May area right in there. So look forward to that. Uh, the Halloween Kills director, David Gordon Green, says that the film will have more action than the 2018 reboot. Another movie I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Halloween movies. Uh, I actually feel that the 2018 reboot was one of the better ones in the franchise. So hopefully things are somewhat normal by then so I can see it in theaters. Uh, you know, hopefully enough people take this vaccine that, you know, the virus starts to dissipate and, you know, shit can just go back to normal because I'm not trying to sit in the theater, you know, with the numbers spiking like they are. But anyway... Uh, Doctor Strange 2, uh, the filming has been put on hold due to a COVID surge in the UK. And yeah, that's it for new, for movie news this week. Uh, pretty, uh, slow week in Hollywood, I guess. And now for this week's film, I'm going to be reviewing, uh, the, the movie Instant Family. I love what you two are doing with this house, but what are you going to do with five bedrooms? You guys are obviously never having kids. What was that look? I did not do a look. You're doing a look right now. There's no look. Have a good fight, guys. There's so many kids in foster care, and they're having an orientation. Ellie, people who take in foster kids are really special. The kind of people who volunteer when it's not even a holiday. We don't even volunteer on a holiday. Over a half million children are currently in foster care. The county puts these on because they can match a lot of kids and parents quickly. Look at the big kids. Everybody's avoiding them. I'm going to go and say hi. But they're teenagers, okay? They use drugs and they watch people playing video games on YouTube. We're not equipped for any of that. Hi! Just FYI, we can all hear you. So, uh, Instant Family was directed by Sean Anders, who did Horrible Bosses 2 and Daddy's Home 1 and 2. So this is his third time working with Marky Mark. Uh, I guess you can say he's in his funky bunch. So, the film stars Marky Mark Wahlberg, Rose Byrne, uh, Dora the Explorer herself, Miss Isabella Merced, and Octavia Spencer. It also features appearances from Joan Cusack, and comedian Tom Segura, who is hilarious, by the way. Like, I've watched a few of his uh, Netflix stand-ups, and he'd be having me dying. That's a, a funny white boy. Uh, the film was released in 2018. Had a budget of $48 million. Uh, It brought in $120.6 million at the box office, so it's pretty successful, especially for this type of movie. Uh, you know, they don't usually break box office records or anything but yeah this one definitely made the studio some money and i never even heard of the film until my wife was telling me about it maybe you know a week or two ago uh, and 
everyone I asked if they've seen it, they've never heard of it either. So definitely check it out. It's uh, it's pretty funny. And the Rotten Tomato scores, the critics uh, gave it an 81%, the audience 82%. So the film is certified fresh. And like I've said in earlier episodes, like usually when both of the scores are high like that and they're, you know, like neck and neck, it tends to be a really good movie. So usually when the audience and the critics agree, you got a good one. So like I said, definitely check it out. My score, I gave it a five out of five. You know, the movie was hilarious. The chemistry between Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne was great. Uh, they actually seemed like a real-life married couple. It was definitely believable. Uh, the chemistry between them and all of the kids was great. And then the film, it also kind of tugs on the heartstrings a little bit. I'm not going to lie. My eyes may have got a little moist a couple times. You know, nothing actually fell out. But they did kind of, you know, got a little watery. You know, someone was definitely cutting onions in the room. Anyway, the film focuses on married couple Pete and Ellie Wagner, played by Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne. Uh, filling a void in their marriage, they visit a foster care center uh, where they meet two social workers, Karen and Sharon, played by Octavia Spencer and Tig Nataro who is, was really funny in this. And she reminds me a lot of the lady who played the manager uh, of Circuit City in uh, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, or wherever they were working. I think it was Circuit City, something like it. But yeah, they have the same kind of humor. So uh, let's see. Anyway, uh, they guide the hopeful parents on, uh, on the steps to getting into becoming adoptive parents. The couples are brought to a fair, which is kind of weird in itself that they would, you know, host a fair for adopting kids. And they kind of poke fun of it in the movie. And it kind of seems like you're, you know, just shopping for kids. Like, yeah, I guess they did the same thing that they would do for like rescue animals. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so they go to the fair. Um, and they have the chance to go up to kids that they're like interested in adopting. Pete and Ellie walk by a group of teenagers. Ellie shows a little hesitance over raising a teen, but one of the teens, Lizzie, informs Ellie that you know all the teens know that no one wants to adopt them, uh, and that they can basically go on about their lives and not feel sorry for them. Uh, this actually makes Pete and Ellie feel even more sorry for her, so they talk to Karen and Sharon over potentially taking in Lizzie. Uh, the social workers inform the couple that Lizzie's mother is a drug addict who is currently in jail and she set their home on fire because she fell asleep smoking crack. So, yeah, the movie gets a little, a little dark. Um, they also find that Lizzie has two younger siblings, Juan and Lita. Uh, although this seems like more of a challenge for Pete and Ellie, they agree to meet the siblings and wind up falling in love with them and adopting them all. So, uh, my favorite characters outside of the main characters in this movie would be the youngest girl, Lita. Uh, she was a handful and a sweetheart at the same time. She was basically, you know, like the Sour Patch Kids uh, from the commercial. You know, first they're sour, then they're sweet. Like, that was literally her. And she actually reminds me a lot of my favorite niece, Layla. 
And yes, I do have a favorite niece. Anyway, uh, if I could recast the main characters in this movie, you know, basically change it up, uh, I think I would choose Michael Pena and America Ferreira uh, to take over Pete and Ellie. You know, they're both very funny. Uh, and I think they could definitely put a different spin on the movie. So, and I would have them adopt maybe a white kid, some a group of white kids instead of, you know, Latino kids. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, my favorite scene in the movie... Uh, I have two of them. So the first one is when the youngest kid, Lita, flips out at the dinner table over not being able to eat the chips for dinner. And then she pulls the baby tea set knife on him. Uh, I found that shit hilarious. And also reminds me of my niece, Layla. <laughs> uh, also, when they're in the adoption meeting and the white lady says she would like to adopt a teenager who is very athletic with D1 potential and preferably black, I damn near burst into tears laughing. So, And now I'm going to move on to some trivia. Trivia time! So, uh, while drawing pictures of their dream children, uh, October, who's the white lady I was just talking about, uh, she draws a football player with the number 74, which was Michael Orr's jersey number in the film The Blind Side. Uh, and the film is actually a recurring joke about her character, uh, who basically tries to emulate Leanne Tui, who was the lady who adopted Michael Orr. So, uh, John McConnell and Maureen Brennan, who play Mr. and Mrs. Muskie, are actually a married uh, couple in real life. And they do really look like each other. Let's see... The film was inspired by writer and director Sean Anders' experience adopting children, so it is loosely based on a true story. Uh, let's see. When Karen accepts an offer for Pi at the end of the film, uh, this is a reference to Octavia Spencer's role in the movie The Help, which featured a notable scene involving Spencer and Pi. Um, I've actually never seen The Help. I don't really do slave-type movies. Unless the back black people are going to, you know, tear some shit up in it. So, yeah. Uh, Isabella Merced and Mark Wahlberg previously starred together in Transformers The Last Night. Uh, A.K.A. the Transformers movie that nobody really saw. So, And now for the top five. Top five! Alright, and uh, before we get into the top five... I'd just like to say for those of you who may not have been watching, uh, the Steelers have actually caught up and are within 12 points with uh, just under 15 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So they finally made it a game. Anyway, uh, top five uh, this week is going to be top five Mark Wahlberg movies. So uh, number one on the list, The Departed, you know. Uh, I'm a huge fan of mob movies, uh, if you haven't heard before. So, of course, this is going to be at the top of the list. Uh, number two is Mile 22. If you haven't seen it, it is on Netflix right now. Uh, dope movie. It's actually become one of my favorite movies ever. Not sure where it would rank, but it's definitely in my top 100. Uh, 
Uh, number three is going to be Deep Water Horizon. Uh, fantastic movie also. Uh, number four is going to be Three Kings, one of his earlier movies. Great movie, him, Ice Cube. Um, I think George Clooney is in it also, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg, Ice Cube. Yeah. Uh, and number five is going to be We Own the Night. Him and Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Robert Duvall. Uh, it's another type of, you know, another mob type movie. So, yeah, it's pretty good. And, yeah, that's it for this week's episode of Q the Review. Uh, you know, thank everybody for listening. And give me a five-star rating and review on, on uh, iTunes or Apple podcast or whatever you know look out for your boy uh like listen share subscribe tell a friend to tell a friend just send the link to everybody you know you know help your boy out you know shit anyway hope everybody's uh new year so far is going great you know welcome to 2021 again if you have any uh suggestions for movies that you'd like to you know like for me to review go ahead and hit me up uh, on the podcast DM, that's uh, the letter Q underscore the underscore review. Uh, you know, if you have my number, you could text me, hit me up on Twitter, whatever. You know, just let me know if you want to be on the show. Same thing. You know, like I said, we could do it remotely. Uh, I could come to you, depending. You know, if you're in town, I could come to you. But uh, yeah, that's it. Everybody, be safe out there. You know. Please wear your mask, mask up, wrap it up, and yeah, that's it. Be easy.